1: Locked on. Lock, lock, on. Lock, on. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on, on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, uh, as always, is Landon McCool. <laughs> you can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, you made the initial roster. How you feeling, buddy?
0: I'm I'm good. I called my mom. Uh, we, <laughs> we were both in tears. Uh, it's been a good Labor Day for me. Yeah. I am excited to be the long snapper of the uh, Dallas <laughs> I, Cowboys.
1: I, I do feel bad for those for those kids that like get onto the 53 man roster on Saturday afternoon, yeah. and then they're waived on Sunday. Like that's got to be yeah. such a such a brutal way to to get cut, you know, because you're so excited. You think you finally made it, and then you're released the next day. It's just a you it's know, cold, hard business.
0: Y- you hope that at this point these kids are... You know, it, it, they know the deal at this point. They understand the business side. You, you'd hope, yeah. but but at the same time, you know, obviously it's it has Rough. to be your dream to, to make an NFL roster. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten this far. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it's always always a little bit
1: tough. Yeah. So the Cowboys cut down their roster to fifty three players on Saturday. They did a lot of shuffling on Sunday, but for the most part, uh, we know who is on the roster, and you know, we 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 had a pretty good idea going into Saturday afternoon. Um, so let's just go ahead and start there, Landon. What were your, some of your general takeaways from the Cowboys' cuts uh, and how they built their roster for this season?
0: Uh, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of my initial takeaways were kind of reflexive of the initial numbers that they came up with. You know, and, and it's kind of evened out now, and it's good that we're doing this podcast. I mean, I had to do the Best Coast Boys mm-hmm. podcast over the week on the over the weekend, and frankly, some of my takes on there were based on numbers, and 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 that's kind of evened out now that the su- Sundays happened, and you know people have cleared waivers and that sort of thing. But you know, at first it was just the the the, the number of linebackers that they the sh- that they went short on, and I and I just felt like they one thing that maybe we have miscalculated or. Uh, uh, Fossil may have changed his uh, outlook on is the number of offensive players that I'm I'm looking at that I think are going to have to play special teams you know and I, and I think that that's one of the things that we you know just based on, on tendencies pr- previously it felt like there wasn't going to be a lot of that they were going to kind of rely on, on on defensive players but I mean well, let's give an look. example
1: can we get like Calvin's yeah, keeping well, three I mean, running backs right that was something I, we didn't anticipate
0: <clears throat> yeah and i think in a uh, regal Dowdle i think has maybe done enough show, showing up at special teams to show that he i mean there's no way he's on this roster unless he's doing special team None. stuff at this None. point right and and i think but i think really what i turn to is they kept at, at least they kept seven wide receivers initially and they still have seven wide receivers right now um, and, and I think Vintel Bryant is likely to go to the IR. Yeah, I think but he still. did
1: officially. I think he did. Okay, go. did he did yeah. officially?
0: Okay, so like, but still, they kept Vintel Bryant, Noah Brown, and, and then they picked up Malik Turner. All three of these guys, you know, have have wide receiver, you know, uh, upside there. And I think that they they are looking and liking that in Malik. In Malik Turner's case, is a guy who actually got on the field at times uh, and has shown out, which a lot like Vintel Bryant, and Noah Brown at times. Uh, but all three of those guys are also you know, special teams guys. I mean, yeah. I, there's yep. not, you know, I mean, specifically guys that you are, you know, the, the, the re, one of the reasons that they're on the team is not just because of their receiver skills, but also because of their special team prowess. So I just think that, and, and then you consider that, and then, you know, sh, you know, we'll talk about Sean McHughan, but just, you know, obviously I think that he's going to need to, him and Blake Bell are going to need to be special team players. And I just think that, that that was one of the things that was surprising was, you know, they went long at wide receiver and long at tight end and long at running back with three quarterbacks Mm. and and it's like that that i think that was that was the sheer number of uh, offensive players to defensive players at first cuts that i think was the biggest thing that was surprising to me
1: yeah okay let's uh let's get to some more takeaways i I don't think there was very many surprising cuts right i I mean who who would you consider the biggest surprise cut the cowboys made
0: Francis Bernard.
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's not even the, really a surprise. If like, we both thought yeah, there was a chance but, that but, they but, could but, cut him and put him on the practice squad, just because not a lot of teams are going to be that anxious to sign an undrafted free agent linebacker who they haven't seen play since college. Uh, but right? that's
0: your point, you know, like that. that that's he, I think he was the yeah, most surprising sure. cut, and 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 he's a guy. He, I mean, he's like the seventh yeah, linebacker absolutely. or whatever. So it's 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 not that you know globally surprising, mm-hmm. but to the cow, Cowboys observers, it's surprising. I I think you know. that's to your point that that frankly that everybody that we thought would make it did make it essentially Um, and you know the the people that were it it was very you know kind of just dogmatic frankly just I mean there was really just you knew who was going and I think that's why you saw a lot of the cuts early too is some of these guys that got cut early were maybe more of the surprise guys because you wanted to give the, those guys opportunities to go somewhere else, the Adam Redmonds. I think Adam Redmond, to me, is the biggest surprise. Yeah, that was so a couple of days
1: before the cut deadline as well. Yeah. yeah,
0: so, yeah, I think that's 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 really, you know, it's been very, I think that's a sign of really good teams. Absolutely. I mean, knows that they, had, they have a lot of guys that they like, and there's depth there, and so, uh, and even the guys, some of the guys that are on the team are, are these these guys, like Dor- maybe Dorrance Armstrong may not be on the team for the whole season because you, you yeah. think that you're, you're going to get Randy Gregory back, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think you're, you're right in the sense that you just I, you had up to, upwards of 50 to 51 guys, you know, kind of written in very, if not pinned, then, you know, doubled in pencil. Yeah. Uh, and So the cuts didn't really surprise a lot of people, especially on cut day, because like we said, a lot of the su- surprising or quote unquote surprising stuff was further upstream a f- few days earlier. I,
1: I got to say before we move on. Um probably the one player that the Cowboys kept that I was the most surprised about was Sean McEwen, the tight end for Michigan. Um, Look, I mean, the pedigree is really nice. Started a bunch of games at Michigan. Uh, Jim Nagy at the senior bowl spoke well about him, but I got to be honest. I, I didn't love his tape and I'm pretty sure I never saw or never even read one little blurb about how he looked in practice or anything like that. So, to me, that was just absolutely shocking that he did enough to make the 53-man roster. Uh, what are your thoughts on McEwen?
0: Well, I, I kind of lump McEwen into the larger conversation of what's the Lale College. Yeah, let's like. save that.
1: We'll talk about that in a second. So, I mean, does McEwen, does McEwen offer anything as a receiver? I mean, because I, I, mean, I know they're going to use him as a blocker, but does he offer anything as a receiver right away?
0: I, I you know I I, I think you know, for what we've seen he's uh, he may be a little bit further along than where Dalton Schultz was as a receiver. You know it's interesting because I, I I felt like he 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 can catch the ball he can he can move around in there but I I felt like he's not technically sound or, or I, I think that there's there's a body of work to work with but I thought for sure he was a practice squad player. So did I. But, you know, and I, I, again, that's why I think that he's likely to be, you know, uh, uh, a temporary guy. I, I, I honestly think that maybe when Lyle comes back that he could be the guy that gets cut as opposed yeah. to like someone like Terrence Steele. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, you talk about uh, the, the f- them feeling like they need tight end depth. And I think that's really maybe the more shocking thing is that, you know, we all assumed – that they would go short at tight end or, you know, by short, I mean three tight ends. It's not even just that Sean McEwan's the the pick. It's that they would, that they, they were going with four tight ends. Right. Uh, right. You know, and then also adding in that they went kind of long at tackle and then, you know, definitely long at wide receiver. Even if, even if it's just initial and even if it's just to put Vintel Bryant, you know, on, on the IR, it's just, you know, there's, it's a numbers game that there's a lot of them. Sure. And so I think that likely some of these guys are, like I said, going to be cut with some of these IR guys roll back on. Um, and again, part of it, I think, is strategic in trying to survive uh, the first three games without Lyle Collins.
1: Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about Lyle Collins in just a second. But I want to tell you guys about NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. And you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You get to relive all the gutsy calls, great catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques, learn from the best like deshaun watson stefan gilmore amari cooper and many many more nfl game pass also provides access to the entire nfl games archives go to nfl.com game pass to start your free trial today nfl game pass where football never stops
0: this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
1: Okay, Landon, one of the bigger surprises over the weekend Uh, was the injury update to Lyle Collins. Uh, It was announced that he had a hip injury uh, and that the Cowboys were placing him on the injured reserve list. Now, this is different than in previous years uh, where you had to miss at least six games. You had to to miss at least six weeks. You had to miss eight games. Uh, This year, you can come off the injured reserve list list after just three weeks or three games. Um, So... Collins will be out the first three weeks of the season. Potentially could be back in week four. How big of a loss is this for the Cowboys? I
0: I think this you know obviously first off I don't I think this is a it's not a great situation. I think it's it's uh you know a combination of COVID creating a, a, a bad off season. I, I feel like if leo La, Collins deserves some blame. I feel like for coming in out of shape. I, I sure. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. Point. I will say that I think that if the facility had been opened normally I have a hard time believing that this would have been as much of a problem Probably. I just think that yeah. I don't think Leo Collins is you know necessarily a problematic player in getting in you know he's
1: just one of the victims of the non-offseason that we basically yeah had.
0: Now, now maybe he maybe he didn't take the extra effort that's needed to get the workout done but I, I you know I think again this is not maybe a long-term issue if if the facility is open now i think he came in out of shape i think you know the timetable on getting him back into shape was you know short and so he worked really hard and and part of that has put stress on his hip and i think that that's being used i, I i'm not even 100 percent sure if there is an injury there you know what i'm saying and i don't even know that and i'm not even necessarily suggesting that Lael Collins is the one making up the injury. (laughs) You know, like, so I I think that this is a convenient situation where they needed Lael Collins to have more time before he was ready to play football. And they needed Lael Collins to be not hurt and not constantly dealing with nagging stuff because he tried too hard to push himself to get back into football shape because the the timeline was too short. Sure. Yep. They're going to take advantage of two things here. A very unique situation in which they have an IR where there's as unlimited number of IR uh, spots that they can use that lets, allows the player to come back after three weeks. Uh-huh. The Cowboys, Marcus, you help me out here. Give me the, the list of the first three games that the Cowboys play week one, week two, week three. Yes. We know the Rams are obviously week one.
1: Yeah, right? and then I Who, think it's Atlanta week two, Seattle week right. three.
0: That's right. So of those three teams. Oh, man who is the most dangerous edge rusher on 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 those three units
1: it's probably dante fowler but i don't feel great about that
0: yeah i'm sure the the falcons don't either um (laughs) and i think that that's what's happening here is they looked at their schedule the rams uh, uh, look uh, aaron donald is amazing but aaron donald is an interior player they can try to put him out there maybe they will but i think that, that the cowboys can you know do things and, and they Cowboys will do things in their scheme to kind of make up for the fact that Lale Collins is there anyway. So let's not kid ourselves. They're not going to ask the, the backup to go in there and do what Lale Collins normally does, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. So, so I, so I think that they'll he'll get, they'll get help as well. And that's why I think part of what the tight end plan is, is having an extra tight end there because they may have to play with more tight ends or use tight ends as blockers while they need them. If they need them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's more no. of just having them there. So I, I, and then I, I think that, you know, you you look at all of those things combined and they have a unique opportunity to buy Leo Collins three weeks to get into shape when they need him they can bring him back and hopefully be ready for the rest of the season uh so I, I, we'll see I, I I tend to think that that's what's happening here that's my read but I I don't know for sure but I think if if that's the case it's a calculated risk that I think that they can survive, especially when you look at the schedule, you, you know, the opportunity to kind of just scheme around it a little bit. I, I think the Cowboys will be fine. I do think it's it's an interesting way of taking advantage of the, yeah. of you know, a bad situation with Lael, but also taking advantage of the of the tools at, at your hand, the, the roster mechanisms in your hand to, to kind of make it a better situation.
1: Yeah, so two things I was uh, thinking about as you were talking. The first is, I wanted to see who Seattle's best pass rusher was on the edge, and oh my gosh, I forgot how bad their edge rushing situation yep, is. Yep, it's terrible. Um, you're looking at, like, Benson Mayowa,
0: uh-huh. He's, so, he's like, he will get snaps as a passer. Oh, yeah, he, they he's be, probably going to start. Like, DeMontre Moore. He, very likely, The yeah. DeMontre
1: Moore, yeah. who they signed literally uh, like two days ago, and he was working with the ones today. Um, yep. LJ Collier, who played 12 snaps right. last year for the Seahawks. Bruce Irvin, who looked completely washed three years ago with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not great. Now, I oh. will say this. Uh I would feel much better about their tackle situation if Brandon Knight was fully healthy and it doesn't appear that's the case. It sounds like he's got an ankle injury that he's working through and that Cam Irving is going to have to play that right side. Um, That does make me nervous because I just don't think Cam Irving is that good. But on the other side, the other thing is it's a little easier to protect on that right side. It's, you know, the quarterbacks, you know, it's not the blind side, Prescott's pretty mobile. You can put a, a tight end over there. If if somebody's absolutely killing you, uh, I, I think – I'm not going to say they're going to be fine, but I think they can survive. And that's really what you're just trying to do for the first three weeks anyways. It's going to be such a weird year. Um, so just try to survive that first three weeks, really the first four weeks, go two and two, get out of the month of September uh, without being too far behind. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Real quick. All it means is that you you're gonna have six man more six man protections. That just means that you're gonna have one less guy going out into route. It, you still have well, Michael Gallup and Omari Cooper and C.D. Lamb as three of those four guys going out into route. So as long as you can rely on them to win one on ones or beat coverage situations, which I think you can, yeah. I, I think you'll be okay. You it, it, really where where you're worried about Cam Irving is in space. You can put a tight end over next to him. You can have Zeke chip And that's what I was outside. just going to say.
1: Having, I mean, we talked about this earlier, you know, the podcast last week about Tony Pollard versus Zeke. Yep. This is the reason why Zeke yep. is not going to come off the field a lot because you can have him help over there if he needs to, and you feel pretty good about it. Now, you're going to ask your receivers to get open against, you know, maybe some more coverage, but I think they'll be okay. Um Lane, I wanted to talk about something really quickly before we move on, because I I, I thought of something else we need to talk about after the break. Um, The Cowboys filled out the practice squad. Uh, A lot of the guys that we anticipated, John Vea Johnson, Aaron Parker, uh, a lot of the undrafted free agent defensive linemen that we like quite a bit, including Rondell Carter and Ladarius Hamilton. Uh, But they also brought in Brandon Carr, who we mentioned a few days ago on this podcast as a potential option. Um, Now, remember, This year is different for the practice squad. You can actually bring up a guy to be on your uh, active roster, and you don't have to release him to go back to your practice squad. So uh, you don't have to worry about them getting claimed or anything like that. Um, I don't want to dive in too much of the practice squad, but let's talk about Brandon Carr's role on this team this year. Uh, What did you think about that signing?
0: I thought it was really interesting. I think you know when you have a defense that – again, we don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess that they're going to start playing more quarters than they have been previously. I would agree. Uh, and as if they're going to do that, that 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 means, you know, kind of what we're talking about, the versatility at safety cornerback position. Brandon Carr is a guy, like we talked about, has experience playing safety last year. I think he can come in and do some things. Now, the the interesting thing about the roster mechanism of that is, be, you know, again, the Cowboys potentially taking advantage of the roster mechanisms. I, I think... Either the plan is to keep him on the practice squad and to call him up as the fifty fifth, you know, guy each week, mm-hmm. which I don't know that if you can do. I I, I I I was checking it. I wanted somebody to check on the rules there. But the other way that they could do this is they could tell Brandon Carr, hey, listen, come be on our practice squad for right now because that way we can get you in as soon as you pass COVID protocols. You can start learning the playbook and you can play week one, mm-hmm. and we can then. Sign you to the 53-man roster, which again I don't know if if that's the plan or for them just to keep him on the practice squad. But what they could do is have him on the practice squad so that they could take advantage of having him week one, and then still sign him to the 53-man roster for week two, and then his contract is not guaranteed as a vested veteran for the entire season. So uh, I, there's a couple of different things at play here, but his willingness because he lives in Dallas. Uh, Because he's just at a point in his career, seemingly, where he just wants to play. I think those things, Mm -hmm. and his relationship with the Joneses, you know, I think probably it all blended together for a situation that. You know, look, it's. I, I see a lot of people trashing Carr on, on Twitter and stuff. It Never made sense. You know, to
1: me. Never, yeah. Ever. I
0: mean, I mean, he, he's not. We're not paying him what we're, pay, we're paying him before, and his role is different. Let's let's judge him on the role that we're hired for. If he's a practice squad guy who's a 10- or twelve year vet or whatever it is, you can come in and, and give that experience to the defensive back room and not cost you a, a roster spot. Yep. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So enjoy it for what it is. It, it's not supposed to be your Earl Thomas you know, excitement replacement.
1: Sure. Yeah, and that's the thing with, um, with Brandon Carr is I think you get a baseline level of production at that safety yeah. spot if you need it. I mean, last year as a strong safety, and I actually don't even think that's his best spot, but at the very, very worst, you can call him an average starter. I think he was even a little bit better than that. Uh, to have a guy on your practice squad like that uh, that's about as durable as there is, um, a pretty solid tackler, can make some plays in the football, uh, I, I, you can there's nothing here you can really complain about. Um, let's pause so I can tell you guys about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Um, Landon, as you were talking earlier in the show, it reminded me that we had some other big breaking news on Friday after we recorded our podcast, and that's that Randy Gregory has been reinstated by Uh, the NFL. It feels like that was a year ago. That's That's just how ridiculous it's been. Um, Yeah, he was reinstated by the NFL. Now, it is a little bit of a conditional reinstatement. He cannot play in a game until after week six. I believe he's back in the locker room now. I believe he can... He can be. Oh, is that right? I, I think so. I think he can be in meetings. I think he can do all that. I don't think he can practice yet. Uh, I think that's in a couple of weeks, but I think he's back on the uh, team right now. Um, first of all, your thoughts on the, the news that Gregory is back and then how that impacts the team, uh, you know, with with, uh, you know, Gregory not being able to play till after week six.
0: Well, I it I mean the first thing is congrats, Sarandi. I mean it's it's yep. been a uh it's been an incredibly long and arduous process to get him back and COVID only I think, you know, further delayed the, the his return and um so, you know, just congrats. I mean, on 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 staying strong through all of that and not, you know, falling back into bad habits and and you know, just keeping good habits in the face of adversity is, is one of the more difficult things you can do when mm-hmm. you're trying to, you know, build a stable life. So, uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's an incredible, you know, boon for this team. You know, I think it's, it's, you, are going to get a guy back and, and especially if he is able, I don't know when he's able to practice, but if they're able to, you know, and, and I, we don't know what shape he's in, but again, we've, we've discussed it before. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. that has, a freakish athleticism like he was born to do this and he the interesting thing about him is in his place on this team is that he is completely different than a lot of these these pass rushers that absolutely they have. yeah you know I mean he's I mean Everson Griffin Demarcus Lawrence Alden Smith they're all bigger know, Tyron guys Crawford yeah all, all bigger guys I mean the, and, and not really necessarily explosion Gumby types at all so uh you know frankly the closest pass rusher quote-unquote that they have that's like him is probably Jalen Smith and Jalen's not you know bendy like this guy so I I I think that you know you've got a different body type attacking the, the quarterbacks it's just adding to your arsenal it's different than just having Dorrance Armstrong who I think can go out there and do a solid job no now it's like you've got a fourth different type of pass rusher who is you know has elite ability I mean you know who do you think is more excited about Jason Peters going back to the left tackle uh, <laughs> than, than Randy Gregory, who's Good going point. to get to play both games against Jason Peters again?
1: Well, assuming yeah. Peters makes it that Assuming far. Peters is
0: healthy, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I, I think it, it, it could be, you know, providing... A pass rush injection into your defense like that in the second half of the season if he's able to get into playing shape honestly like i i believe in his ability to get quickly back into a spot where he can affect a football game within this season definitely
1: yeah and there's a couple things that i was thinking when i saw uh the report on friday that he can't play until after week six I actually don't think that's that big of a deal. That right? may not be the worst the no. worst
0: thing, if he, especially if he could get in the building. Yeah, like exactly. That's... It's going
1: to take him some time to learn the defense. It's going to take him some time to get to football shape. Now he can practice and doesn't have to necessarily worry about uh, trying to get ready for a week two game, right? Because obviously he wasn't going to get ready for week one. Now he can kind of get ready for that second half of the season push. Inevitably, they're going to have some injuries or somebody's going to be banged up by the time we get to week seven. If he's able to go at that point of the season... Uh, you just have that much more depth on your defense. Uh, the other thing I was gonna add is that he is somebody who I think really could fit well on a three-four defense if they oh, decide yeah. to run more oh, of that. Yeah. Right. I think of yeah. all their edge rushers, he's. Pro- I mean, outside of Alden Smith, who has the experience of doing it, but of you know Griffin and Tank, he's probably got the best skill set to to stand up and rush the passer. So I think uh, this is all really really exciting and the Cowboys have this much depth at their defensive line uh, is, is just really encouraging. I, I just can't wait to see um, you know, what it looks like when all these guys are on the field at the same time, how Mike Nolan and Jim Tomsula uh, find ways to get all these guys rushing the passer. I, I just, I'm crossing my fingers that we get that opportunity to do that, because uh, I, I want these guys to stay healthy, and I do think, Man, somehow I think the Cowboys have, you know, built one of the best defensive lines in all of football and it's exciting to see it. So um any last thoughts on the Cowboys roster, Randy Gregory, Lyle Collins before we uh we head out, Landon? I mean six
0: days, guys. Six like, days. I can't believe it. Like I still like it's I'm I'm just excited. I mean we've we've been we've we've talked enough, frankly, about it. I'm I'm ready to see it, especially without preseason games yeah. and uh, I it it's it excite. This, this team is incredible. It, it. I'm. I'm. It sounds like. I mean. Yeah. Again, we haven't seen it, but uh, I'm as excited to as to start the season as I have ever been, and I think it, it's been building since we haven't yeah. seen any football. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm. I'm thrilled and excited. We're in a Cowboys football week, guys, so it's, it's this weekend. Yeah, we're uh,
1: exactly one week away from me pushing the panic button on the Cowboys season if they <laughs> lose. So, uh, we're, you know we're back in football season now, so it's, it's oh, great. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at On Cowboys. Uh, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.